of uh, January, and uh, the Lord gave me the series for this month, and so this is the, uh, the last uh, uh, message, but in First uh, Timothy chapter 4, if you want to head back there, it gave me an illustration, and I think it's, uh, it's helped me, hopefully it's helped you as well, we'll, we're, uh, we'll use the illustration one more time today, but um, as we continue in the passage as well, it's really, we've been building towards this point that we're going to look at today, which is really the practical aspects of what we're emphasizing to a large degree, and, um, and then what we're, what we're hoping and praying comes as, as, we, as we trust what God says is the result of, of exercising ourselves in this way um, unto godliness. And so, you know, God doesn't just, uh, I, like, I love how his word, it doesn't just call us to something, but it also gives us the plan as to how to get there. Um, he doesn't just give us ins- instructions uh, to do something, but he says, you know, this is, this is the approach to take. This is the, 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 these are the keys that will help you um, get to, to, to where I'm asking you to go. And so there in, uh, in verses 7 and 8 when it says, 1 Timothy 4 verse 7, But refuse profane and old wise fables and exercise thyself rather unto godliness. So when he, when he says re- exercise yourself unto godliness, you might be, well, you know, that sounds great. I mean, yeah, I think I'd be all in on that. But how does that work? Right? That's, those are the questions that naturally come to mind. And he gives an illustration here for bodily exercise profiteth little. You think, okay, okay, so he's using an illustration of bodily exercise or physical exercise. And how many of you, as part of your infamous New Year's resolution, uh, some aspect of that was to get more exercise this year? Okay, one of you. Great, great. We'll have a, a more healthy church this year, but one person. Um, how many of you didn't commit to that because you didn't want to fail in the first month? All right, all right. I hear what you're saying. But there is the... <laughs> oh, this crowd never ceases to amaze me. Um, but there is some benefit to that, okay? The Bible says that there, there's... A, it's limited, but there is uh, some benefit to, to uh, uh, bodily exercise. But then it says, but godliness is profitable unto all things. All right? So... Maybe this will be more encouraging. How many of you, as part of your New Year's commitment, uh, you want to exercise yourself unto godliness? Yes, much more participation uh, there. And uh, hey, look, as we're, as, we're, as we're living for the Lord, he may ask us to get in a little better shape in order to serve him. Uh, I don't know. But anyways, uh, it says here, uh, unto all things, having a promise uh, of that life that now is and of that which is con- uh, to come. So we can see here that this, this exercising ourselves in the godliness that God is challenging us to here, he says it's going to really help you right now, and it's also the key to, to eternity, all right? And, uh, and, and so, um, you know, he's not talking about, uh, about works salvation, but what he is talking about is the more we get to know God, the more eternity makes sense. Obviously, through getting to know God, we can see his plan as to how we can enjoy a relationship with him for eternity, and also how we can live right now with the benefits that he gives us in light of eternity. And, you know, comparing Scripture to Scripture, we can see those themes uh, throughout the the, the Scriptures many, many times. So you come here and you say, okay, I'm in. I can see that the Bible is saying it's greatly beneficial to me to exercise myself on the godliness. 
But that sounds a little nebulous. I mean, I know, I know if I'm going to get in, in better physical shape, you know, I got to eat better. I got to maybe hit the treadmill, which to me is the most boring activity you could ever do on the face of the planet. Um, I can get out and walk more, uh, whatever the regimen might be. Uh, but I can understand those things. But, you know, what does that mean to exercise myself on the godliness? How does that work exactly? And so we've been talking quite a bit about the concept. We've been talking about the benefits of it. And today we're going to talk a little more practically speaking about what some of the components of that might look like as, you know, we're actually exercising um, in that way and, uh, and how that will uh, strengthen us. So let's, uh, let's ask the Lord to help us uh, with this time together. Lord, I pray now uh, in this concluding message, uh, Lord, that you would, um, that it wouldn't really be a conclusion, that it would be just maybe a a start of rekindling a fire for some of us, of uh, fanning the flames that are already existing for others, and maybe just lighting a fire uh, for, for uh, maybe uh, some of us who just have never really uh, uh, taken the, uh, the focus and the approach of exercising ourselves unto godliness in what really adds up to many times a godless world. And, and so, uh, Lord, we need you now. Uh, we certainly... Uh, look forward to what you have for us, Lord. Help us to not just be hearers, but also to, uh, to take it to heart and to respond accordingly. And we'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. And so as, as by now you know the illustration I've been using is, is that of uh, the experience that I had this last summer as we went out to Colorado for my, my son's uh, wedding. Um, and uh, we went whitewater rafting. And, and so it was a great experience. I, I enjoyed it immensely. I, I, uh, Actually, one of our guides talked about that he had been whitewater rafting in Maine a couple of times, and that that had kind of um, been one of the, the inspirations that he had to become a guide. And so I was asking, you know, what all went into that, and it was really quite a process. I mean, you couldn't just say, yeah, you know, I've been whitewater rafting a couple of times, and, uh, you know, I, now I want to be the one that sits up back and, and tells, you know, people in the, in the boat what to do. I mean, there was quite a bit of training that went into that. I mean, before these companies are going to allow somebody to be in the position of a guide, right, where there's people's lives literally at stake, where, where others are depending upon them, in a sense, to help them navigate, uh, you know, this situation. You know, they're not just going to let them s sign up for that overnight and, and do that, right? Um, it's, there's a bit of a process there, and uh, there's, there's some effort that, 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 that goes into that. Um, there has to be an intentional approach there. There has to be somebody who says, I'm going to purpose to commit myself to this, uh, to learn uh, the, these techniques, to be able to not only learn them myself, to not only get the information myself, but to be able to pass that along to somebody else in real life. I mean, like, as it's actually happening, to be able to give some, uh, some, some, uh, uh, um, uh, some uh, instructions, to be able to, to give some guidance there. As a guide, to be able to say, this is what we need to do right now to su su uh, successfully navigate this situation here. And so he was telling me about that, and I found it pretty intriguing. I mean, I'd never really heard of that occupation. I'd never really uh, thought much about that. I'd heard about people going white water rafting a lot, right? And you just kind of think of it, okay, a bunch of friends, you know, you rent a raft, and you just jump in there, and you just fly down the river, and you might fall in, and, you know, uh, they'll fish you out. I mean, I didn't picture it being quite that organized and, and, and as, as, as much of a, a dedicated process. But it makes sense. 
You have these companies. I mean, if you go, I just drove uh, to Jackman the other day, and I, I, was, I was noticing now as you go up to, is it 201 that goes up through there? And there's like nothing up through there. Like between, what is it, Bingham and Jackman. There's like, you know, nothing except a few places that there, where you see a, a bunch of buses parked. And kind of find out those are the white water rafting outfits, right? And so they, I guess, have it organized. And I think maybe we could, we could get in, uh, get a group, and go, go whitewater rafting. We've talked about it all this month, you know. This probably wouldn't be the month to do it right now. Uh, but it didn't look like there was much activity there. I saw a bunch of snowmobiles. But. So they, they, they get them together, and they'll bust them up to a starting point. They'll let a bunch of water out of the dam and, and get it real fast and furious. And then they'll have guides that will help those people go down through there. And so I was thinking just by way of illustration here, as, as we conclude uh, this series today, is, you know, Paul, Paul said, I want to be a guide. I don't want to just go along for the ride. I want, to be, I want to be a guide for others that can say something like this. Follow me as I follow Christ. You know, Christ, I mean, he owns it all. He's the one that gives the vision. He's the one that, that lays out the course. And he's the one that, that has a plan for our lives. But he uses others as it were, that aren't just kind of along for the ride, but they have enough vision and purpose to say, you know, I, I want to be used, I want to put some dedication, some commitment, some preparation into this, so that I can be equipped to guide others in this journey. And that's the way God set it up. God set it up so that nobody really ultimately is meant just to be along for the ride. None of us are really meant to just kind of, you know, Jump in the boat once in a while and, and just enjoy what it has to offer for the time being. All of us in Christianity ultimately are meant to be contributors. And, and maybe to have the dedication and purpose and preparation to exercise ourselves under godliness so that we can show others what it's like to be in that journey of godliness. Doesn't that make sense? Doesn't that make a lot more sense than just kind of being like a, a spectator event? Yeah, I'm just going to go check in on my church thing this weekend, you know. And uh, you got pretty, uh, you know, comfortable seating in there. And, uh, you know, I did, uh, people, people ask me, are the chairs comfortable? I don't know. And, I, and I, did, I do notice there's a little more slumbering than there used to be. So maybe that's the downside of, of uh, a comfortable seating. But, you know, you go and, and, you, and you go to, to a, it's a climate-controlled environment, and, and we can go and we can sing a little bit and feel pretty good about it and get a, maybe a, a little bit of a, a challenging pep talk, you know, and, and, and it's good. I mean, it's kind of part of my tradition. That's not what the local church is meant to be. The local church is meant to be a place where we are challenged in our personal exercising ourselves unto godliness. And where there's preparation going on, and there's training going on, and there's a vision that's given so that somebody can say, okay, now, I'm taking this to heart. I'm getting these things in my tool chest. I'm getting this preparation so that I can be in the boat with, with, with some others, and, 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 and I can help guide that thing. I can be a contributor. Maybe I'm just at the point where, okay, I'm seeing what this is all about. And I'm trying to, you know, get my battle going the right way and, you know, listen to the guide in that, the ultimate guide being the Lord. Maybe I'm a little further along where now I'm kind of, you know, I'm demonstrating to others, you know, how kind of this works and, and God just showing us these things and this is, this is how to best navigate these situations. And maybe now, you know, God, God will bring it. And, and it's a process, isn't it? I mean, 
Look, how did I end up being a preacher? Well, I can tell you, there was a time when a lot of people looked at me and they, they, they figured I was probably the last candidate to ever do that. The way that I was paddling in the boat, you know, I'd be the, I'd, I'd be the last one that they would foresee being the one that was in the back of the boat guiding this, this situation. And, uh, you know, but, but God is so, he's so faithful in our lives. And we just stay in the process. If we allow him just to keep working in our lives, keep equipping us, you know, keep, keep going in, in, in his ways and looking to, to the, 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 uh, the, 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 the keys to how he set it all up. And uh, he is working. He is working. And so let's read on in the passage uh, here. And uh, it says in verse 9, For this is a faithful saying and worthy of all acceptation. For therefore we both labor and suffer reproach because we trust in the living God who is the Savior of all men. We talked about the sufficient Savior, especially of all those that believe. These things command and teach. Look at this. Let no man despise thy, uh, thy, thy youth, but be thou an example. And so he talked there about being selfless samples. Look, this is the same for you as for me. Our default setting is self-centeredness. All right? And self-centeredness will, all, will, will inevitably short short-circuit that which God is trying to do through us. You know, one thing I noticed about our guide is he was very interested in helping us the whole time to the detriment many times of his own comfort. He was all about guiding us through the situation. He was all about being a selfless example of what he was equipped to do. And I thought this is a great analogy as a Christian. And look, I mean, there's going to be times, I'm sure he was thinking, these, things, these people that I'm trying to help here, they're doing the exact opposite of what I'm trying to tell them. These people, you know, I got in my boat today, they're like, I can't wait to dump this crew off and get the next one. Maybe they'll be a little more compliant, right? And uh, I'm sure there was times where, 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 where he was thinking, this isn't the greatest day I've ever had on the river. But you know, the whole time, he stayed upbeat. He was equipped for it. He was prepared for it. He had his eye on that goal. He had his eye on what his mission was uh, to get us through those rapids and, 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 uh, and, and to be faithful to, to, to that, uh, that, that mission, as it were, to that occupation. And so it's the same um, for us, you know. And, 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 and so God calls us to be selfless samples. He says to, um, to be believers in word, in conversation, in our, in our, in our testimony. In, in charity, that is love that gives. In spirit, in our attitude, keeping a good attitude. In faith, we're going to continue to trust. We're going to continue to live a life that's honoring to the Lord in purity. Then it says this, till I come, look at this, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. Now he's getting real practical here, and he's giving us some of the keys here of exercising ourselves unto godliness. He's giving us the plan uh, for exercising. And we're going to call this a singular strategy because it's a very focused approach. My wife tells me I'm a person of extremes, you know, that um, when it comes to, well, let's go back to the illustration of, of bodily exercising. Either I'm in the mode where I'll sit down and eat a whole pizza, or I'm in the mode where I'll, you know, nope, I'm not even going to look at that thing. You know, she says, if, if you just be like, if you kind of be like a little more moderate, you wouldn't have to go to such extremes. And she's probably right, right? 
But the thing of it is, is in the Christian life, we, we really do have to go to extremes. Look, there's no, there's no pulling up to the, the devil's buffet table if we're going to be focused for the Lord. All right? That's just the way it is. And uh, we have to be singular in our approach. We have to seek those things which are above. We have to have a focus in this. And so it says here, uh, till I come, what's the next two words? Give attendance to. Give attendance to. And the idea there is, it's actually a nautical term, interestingly enough, because we've been talking about boating and, and whatnot. And it's a nautical term. It means to bring the boat to land, to make a landing, to apply oneself. To attach oneself. You know, it's like the explorer who's out on the boat and, and uh, you think of guys like Christopher Columbus and so on, they're exploring these new worlds and, and, and they see the land there. And, 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 and the land is, is close. And they're thinking of the potential of it, but they never make a landing. Right? They never personally set foot on the land. And that's kind of the way it is for us as Christians a lot of times. We hear about the Christian life. We hear about living for God. We hear about a life that's, that's really dedicated to Him and, 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 and living that sort of life. But we never give attendance to it. We never really land the boat personally on that. And uh, what a tragic thing. I mean, think about what is missed out on many times because we don't land the boat. Because we don't go through the, the process that it takes to really commit ourselves to that and enter personally um, into, in, into that. And instead, we kind of look at it from a distance. And, you know, we, we, we theorize about what it might be like. And, and we have all kinds of ideas as to what it what would be and what we could do. But we never really, you know, put our heart in to give attendance to it in, in, our, in our personal lives. And, uh, and so it says here, till I come, give attendance to what? To reading, to exhortation, to, to doctrine. And, uh, and so... Those things are very practical. He said, I've heard about that all my life. I've heard about reading the Bible all my life. You know, I know I'm supposed to do that. Okay, so you've kind of, maybe you've observed that somewhere from a distance, but have you really landed your boat on that? Have you stepped onto that ground? Have you said, I'm going to go into this terrain. It's a, there's a lot of unknown here. It's a little overwhelming. I, I feel like I can't traverse it all. But, you know, just step on and start that journey. Explore what might be found. Seek out the riches of that unknown world that God will open up to you. Give attendance to that. And that's why I'm so excited this year. You know, I mean, I've got 25 of those one-year Bibles. I thought a bunch of, you know, some of those might get snatched up. And they all got snatched up. And we had to order more. And I just found out I still missed somebody. So I had to order another one this week. And that's exciting to me. You know why? Because now I'm hearing from people, I'm hearing testimonies in Sunday school of somebody who said, my co-worker was going through this this week and I was able to talk to them from the Word of God that I was in personally, that I personally set foot on today, that I landed my boat on and I saw the benefits of, I was able to lead somebody onto that ground myself today, uh, uh, this week as well. That's what it's all about. And, 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 and I hear testimonies of somebody on the phone saying, oh, Pastor, I'm, I'm going through a really hard time right now. Going through a really hard time in my home. And I'm mighty lonely right now. But I'm in God's Word. I'm in God's Word. I have one of those one-year Bibles, and I've been reading. I have a plan for being in God's Word. And that is what is sustaining me through these days right now. 
Those are literal conversations that I've had this week. And you know what that is? Those are people that are giving attendance unto exercising themselves in the godliness and they're seeing the benefits of it in their days right now in a practical manner. And, uh, and it is transformational. And so God gives us the, the, the keys to it here. And he says, gives attendance unto reading, but it's not an end to itself because the second part of that I just, just described to you, unto exhortation. What is more encouraging than hearing from another teammate, someone who's in the boat with us, to say, hey, I learned this from the master of the waters today. And, and it helped me with that situation. God's word gave me the answer that I needed. I'm encouraging with you with the fact that God has been working personally in my life, and he will work personally in your life as well. That's a wonderful thing. And that's what it's all about. And so you can see there that it's not just about, well, you know, I'm, uh, I'm doing this, 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 this exercise, this duty, this duty um, to read my Bible every day. And I have this plan at the end of the year, you know, I'll be able to get a little pin and say, hey, you know, I read through the Bible. I mean, that's great. And we do kind of have fun kind of honoring that process. But the whole point of it is that we can go from this reading to this practical aspects of it, that your life will be encouraged, your life will be built up, you'll be stronger, you're exercising yourself into godliness, and that'll help you um, to encourage others as well. Reading and exhortation. And, uh, and so there, there's keys right there. He said, you know, I never, I just have never, I've heard about it all my life, and I just feel like I've never really gotten the benefits of this exercising myself in the godliness. Well, maybe you just dabbled in some aspects of it, but haven't understood that, look, it's not just about being God's word, but it's applying it and seeing now how God wants you to use that in the lives of others. What's a church family? It's a place where we can, it says, that we're not to forsake the assembling ourselves together, as a man or some is, but we are to come. Why? For the purpose of provoking one another, exhorting one another unto love and good works. Hey, what good is it if we all dress up, you know, we're good Bible-believing Christians, and we kind of check in and out of this, if we don't have a vision for what it's all about in the lives of people, in, in, in the body of Christ, and in, in people who need the Lord Jesus Christ? And uh, that's what God's Word is going to open up to you. It's going to give you the heart of God towards the mission that He has in the lives of people. And, uh, and so it says here, to give attendance unto reading, to exhortation, and to doctrine. Now look, the devil likes to make really important words seem dull and boring. Doctrine is literally this. It's transformational truth. That's what doctrine is. Don't yawn when you hear that word. Did you hear what I said again? It's transformational truth. Isn't the world searching for truth? I mean, people want to know what the truth is. They want to know what the true meaning of, of everything is. They want to know what, what's really real and what's transformational. Doctrine of the scriptures is transformational truth from the God that made it all. So you exercise yourself in that. You give attendance to that. You land on that. That's your landing point. You discover more and more about that. And can you imagine... You know, when the, when the explorers landed in a place where they felt like, you know, nobody from where they were, at least, had ever been. And they're, they're seeing new topography. They're seeing new terrain that they'd never seen before. New types of plants and creatures and, 
you know, uh, and it was all like, wow, this is amazing. I want to tell as many people as I can about this. This is unreal. Um, then, of course, you know, some savages would come along and try to kill them and stuff like that. Uh, and, and, and that was kind of part of it, too, right? And, uh, and so-called. But, um, and, and so there, there's challenges. There's things we have to, to, there's dangers. But look, God's word will lead us through it all. Will lead us through it all. And, uh, and so uh, have a plan. You say, I'm not, I'm not doing the one-year Bible. That, that's not the point. Have a plan. Have a plan for giving attendance unto reading, exhortation, and doctrine. Have a plan. Be visionary. Don't worry about how everyone else is paddling. You follow the guide and continue the process of becoming what God wants you to be as a guide yourself. Because, you know, I mean, look, there was five boats on the river. I, was, I think there was four or five boats. And uh, there was a lot of wacky things going on in those boats. Okay? If I were looking around at some of the things they were doing, that's what I was like, I don't think they're listening to their guide because that's not what we're, you know. And, and there was all kinds of activity, all kinds of buffoonery at times, right? And, uh, and look, if we get distracted by, by a lot of that stuff, it's, it's, it'll keep us from exercising ourselves, personally landing on what God wants us to land on and being contributors and difference makers for the kingdom um, as he works. And so it says in the next verse there, uh, it says, neglect not the gift that is in thee. Now look, there's only one of you. Did you hear me? There's only one of you. There's only one person that's made exactly the way that God made you. The way that God, in His creativity, put you together, wove you in your mother's womb, gave you the personality, gave you the traits, gave you everything that's part of the DNA of your make, God-given makeup to be you. And what this is saying is, you be the Christ-led version of who you are, Christian. Be the Holy Spirit-led version of you. Not the self-centered version. That's something totally different. We're not talking about humanism here. We're talking about neglect not the gift that is in you, that God has put in you. And, uh, and that he wants to use in this process, which was given to thee by prophecy, by the laying of hands of the presbytery. So in other, there, were, there were others that helped, see, helped, the, 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 uh, helped Timothy see what that gift was and how he could apply it. And then he says this, verse 15, this is very important. Meditate upon these things. Okay? Now look, Timothy, you've heard these things probably before. This probably isn't new information to you. But stop and think about it again. You ever seen the Psalms where it says Selah or Selah? You know what that means? Go back and meditate on that. Go back and read it again. These are great truths. <laughs> These are transformational truths. These are truths that are going to help you navigate life. You just heard them once. Go and meditate on them a little further. And as you do your reading, you know, there's going to be times, if you're like me, I just read like 10 verses in this like, I read it, and it was in English, but I just didn't really process any of it. All right. I'm going to go back. I'm going to slow down a little bit here. Smell the roses. Take another look. 
and see, and, and inevitably God will just open up. Oh man, that's what I needed today. Just to meditate on that. Chew on it a little bit. Think about it. Um, look, we use our, our God-given intellects for all kinds of things. <laughs> Dedicating ourselves unto the exercise of godliness is the most worthy thing that you can turn your attention on. Amen? Uh, it's, 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 a, it's a Bible truth. Meditate upon these things. Look at this. Give thy sight wholly to them, entirely, that thy profiting may appear to all. Okay, what's happening there again? Look, look. So now others are seeing that this is real in your life. This isn't just like, like a religion that we kind of, you know, say we're part. This is something real. People are looking and say, well, you know, I mean, this person seems to sincerely believe that. And they have a, a genuine relationship with God. And, and, and they, they're dedicated to learning more about Him and, and how it all fits together. And you can see in their life what that's doing. That it may appear to all. Um, and, uh, you know, I, 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 I do this time of year, I, uh, I do some, some basketball officiating. And it's a really tough sport to learn everything about, like everything that's going on. I mean, everyone's a great ref on the sideline, you know. I used to be the same. I mean, coaching, a spectator, you know, I mean, you could do all the calls. I mean, you had it all figured out. But when you get into the action, it's going fast, and you're the one that's in charge of blowing the whistle there and interpreting everything that's going on, there's a lot to it. And, you know, a lot of times you work with younger, uh, younger guys or guys who haven't been as further down the training. Other times you'll, you'll work with guys that you just know, I mean, they, they've put their nose in the rule book. They've, they've, they've dedicated themselves to, because they do evaluations on us, see what the evaluations were. Don't, don't get offended by it if they give you, you know, criticism. Learn from it. Say, okay, now, these are some new things I can apply. You can tell guys that really have taken that seriously and applied themselves to that process, because you, you just know as a fellow ref, you can see the, the little nuances that a lot of other people probably can't see. And you can see the ones that are just kind of half-hearted about it. You know, they're out of position a lot. Um, you know, they're not, they're not in interpreting certain rules uh, uh, correctly. They're sloppy in their mechanics. And the problem is, yeah, I mean, they want to be a ref. I mean, they're, they're, they are a ref. They're kind of wearing the uniform of a ref. But they haven't really dedicated themselves wholly to what that involves. And, uh, and look, there are some who have dedicated themselves to that. There are still how long ways to go in that process. I'm one of those. I'm still learning about it. And, and that's such a mundane, flimsy thing to dedicate yourself to compared to if it's not a part of uh, what God has called you to, right? I mean, those things ultimately don't matter at all. I want to be a good testimony for the Lord, whatever I do. I want the guys I work with to say, you know, that guy works hard. And he says he believes in God and, and, and he wants to do everything he, he can, you know, wherever he is to represent God well. And, and in our Christian lives, you know, you can tell when you're around somebody, you can tell if they're exercising themselves in the godliness. You can tell if they're just talking about being a Christian, and they are a Christian, or if they're really dedicated to that. To that. If, they're, if they have their nose in the book. <laughs> and they can take constructive criticism to say, okay, you know, I'm going to apply that. I'm convicted by God's word. I'm challenged here. I want to take steps towards, towards being uh, um, a better servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's what I was talking about here. Meditate upon these things. Give thyself wholly to them. 
that thy profiting may appear to all. And, uh, you know, it's not just a, a, a means unto itself. It's not just so you can say, you know, I've, I've been studying a lot. It's so that others may profit from it as you profit as well. And, uh, and so it says in verse uh, uh, 16, Take heed unto thyself. That's where it starts. Unto the doctrine, continue in them. Now look at this. For in doing this, thou shalt both save thyself, benefit thyself, and what? Them that hear. There it is right there. You take inventory of yourself. You say, Lord, look at me first and foremost. Is there anything that you want to show me? Where do I need to change? Where do I need to apply something? What do I need to learn from you? How can I be better equipped so that as you have helped me, I can help others? There it is. You know, that's, that's, that's the exercising and, and, uh, and the description of how profitable um, that it is. We're going to have this, uh, this, this, this conqueror series, the battle plan for purity, we're calling it. It's biblical. It's going to be things that we can meditate on as men, that we can commit ourselves to. And, uh, but you know, again, it's not an end to itself. It's so that we can be better equipped to be strong men so that we can help others be strong as well as, as we become guides. You know what happens so many times as we have Christians that live in perpetual defeat and they're so busy having to try to figure out ways to, to, uh, to get themselves back on track that they never get to that point where they're truly able to have an impact in the lives of others. Look, you can only lead somebody as far as what you've gone. And, uh, and so um, 2 Peter chapter 3, I'll just read these verses, puts it like this. Ye therefore, beloved, seeing ye know these things before, beware lest ye also being led away with the error of the wicked fall from your own steadfastness. But then it says this, But grow in grace and the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. And then it says, Amen. In other words, I just processed that. I heard it. I let my mind dwell on that. And I can say, Yes. Yeah, that, resonates. that resonates. To grow in the grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. To him be glory both now and forever. Amen. And so our theme is exercise yourself unto godliness. And that is one passage from the Bible that shows us what that looks like and the, and the reasons for it. And, uh, and so may we respond accordingly at this time. Let's pray. Oh, Lord, at this time of decision.